Welcome to B-Movie Breakdown, episode number 131. Yes, we are finally back with a full brand new episode, episode 131. Only took a week week off. Sometimes you gotta take a week. And it wasn't even a week off. I did a half episode, you were getting circuits... Sometimes you need circuits replaced, because that's a thing that happens to human beings. To cyborgs. I'm a human being. It, these are just changes he doesn't understand yet. Yeah, there's a lot of changes you don't fucking understand. So, rebooted. Nick is back. Rebooted. Yeah, rebooted or reshooted. Reshooted. That's Ooh, not a re word. Reshooted some heroin or something, I don't know. What the hell, man? Don't joke about the opioid dip epidemic in America. Well, we already talked about it with brain damage, so it's, uh, it's, it's out there. What if that's all heroin is? Is They're squeezing little Elmers. <laughs> little Elmers? That's weird. And, like, people are selling it. Because you're not going to... If you're selling drugs, you're not going to sell the full-bodied Elmer. You're going right. to squeeze out an yeah, Elmer. I don't think he'd let you do that. I don't think you could, like, capture him and, like... What if someone did? There'd be other Elmers to get him. No, there's no Elmer secret society. We already talked about how there was a race of Elmers. Yeah, they're gone. Maybe he reproduced. That's true. Asexual. That is a different movie. We're talking about real life, so there's probably lots of Elmers. This is true. But the B-Movie Breakdown is a weekly podcast where you can find the humor. Well, not what am I saying you can find? It's where we find the humor and enjoyment in low-budget, less-known films of the past and present. If they're listening, they can find lots of things in this here. This is true. Uh, it's the home of the good, the bad, the what-the-fuck. Each week's movie will be revealed on the prior episode, so you two can join in on the madness. You can listen to us if you subscribe which you should totally do. You should totally subscribe. Yeah, go for it. On iTunes, uh, on our web, you can listen to us on our website, bbpodcast.com. Subscribe on whatever podcast app you use. If it's the podcast app on the iPhone that it comes with, just use that. Or Android, whatever podcast app you're using, do it there. Also, rate and review us. That helps as well. You can reach us on our website, which I mentioned before, or email bmbpodcast at gmail.com, on Twitter at bmbpodcast, Facebook, just a bmovie breakdown, and Instagram, yeah. at BNB Podcast. There's a social media platform where they're, except Twitter doesn't get tweeted a lot. Well, I, we send tweets. A lot? About the episodes. A lot? Once a week. I mean, Twitter's a fast-paced, moving world, you man. Know what? I really don't like Twitter. I'm gonna be honest. It's too convoluted. There's, like, too much bullshit. Half the shit just retweets. It's well, I mean, I like... don't use my Twitter account either. So I'm just saying... <laughs> But I like Instagram better. Instagram There's a picture. Rules. You can put like a paragraph or something. I have an Instagram. You can follow me at Nick Tyrano. There you go. Follow me at Nick Tyrano. Look at some uh, some pretty pictures. I post pretty pictures. Pretty pictures. Yeah. And you have some music. I do. Terrible Lizards. You can follow me on YouTube and Bandcamp. Bandcamp. And then your, uh, your website. Scatterville. Scatterville.com. Scatterville.com. We're in the thick of things. Thing. Robots are learning shit. It's sweet. They're I'm, developing. I'm up on it. The Why story is going it? on. I'm up on it. Why aren't you up on it? And it's a good time to jump in now just because I understand reading webcomics. I could dump all these stories out and just have them be out there, which is cool. But like, mm -hmm. I'm also working on stories and working on lots of things because I get distracted and have many ideas. So twice a week, Tuesdays and Thursdays, go to scatterville.com. You'll get stories. But you can go back, because obviously there's archives, there's chapters. i got eight prequel pages you can read, which are from different universes that will get addressed eventually. Each individual things. And then I think there's there's a handful of stories now where you can actually sit down and read some stories. 
Like, I get reading a page, and then reading a page, and then waiting. Like, there's only two pages. There's nothing to hook you yet, because there's not really enough going on. But there's enough now to jump in and go. So, right. so it's a good time to get scattered. Get scattered. Scat, scat. No, no scatting. No scatting this week, during this week's movie. It's all serious business. Yeah. When we're surviving the game from 1994 starring Ice-T, Rutger It's Howard. not starring Triple H? No. It's a different guy with letters in right. his name. We can watch Triple H movie one time. Chaperone. The Chaperone. Blade Trinity. Blade Trinity. Holy shit. Oh. Remember when Blade Trinity came out in theaters, I worked at the movie theater, and I watched some of the movie, walked out, and talked to co-workers that were working at the time, went back in, and like still like just didn't care what was going on in that movie. There's a lot of questionable things going on with it's vampires not, and stuff. It's not, it's not good. When is Blade going to make a comeback to the Marvel Universe? It can happen anytime. Iron Fist comes out this week. It uh, does tomorrow. Tomorrow from when we're recording this. I'm excited. Uh, I've heard some like negative reviews, but like the, on, the only negative, honestly, and this could this is. But a, I don't this care is about a, it because I'm gonna watch it. And I'm probably gonna fucking love this it. This is the whole the whole every negative review. Like the main subject is the fact that Danny is a white guy that gets Asian powers. He's always been a white guy. But that's the issue because he's a white billionaire who gets super Asian powers and so people are they they wish they would have switched it up because it's another white guy doing white guy stuff I know but like I understand I know but like if the care if they just created this new character and that's who he was and he's just a white guy that gets Asian characters yeah today maybe that doesn't fly as well but I mean like but it's, it's a character that's existed for a but long it's, time but like the counter argument to that is Nick Fury was always white and I mean the comics changed him on purpose for that yeah. very reason yeah so like they could have did a little switcheroo type deal to play with to play with that, but I mean that that's. But I'm just saying, as far as yeah. complaints go, I don't know story structure. I'm, I'm, every complaint I've read yeah. is mainly that one. But there's also a so, lot of Asian actors in this right. series, but it is, and it, they don't seem to have a problem with it. So it's no. like, but as as far as like topics go, it is a thing where white guys saving yeah. other cultures is a problem. I also heard something about uh, I don't know who it was. Somebody involved in the show said something about. How that they feel like there's a negative, like just thing going in because it's about a billionaire, like company. Well, yeah, I mean, and people are sour on that. Literally, some, some people are sour on that right well, now. Well, literally, there's a slate article I read today about the Trump exactly uh, thing. In so, Iron like, Fist. people people are against because he's a billionaire doing stuff. But in the same article, it mentions, but people don't care about that because, like, you get Tony Stark and Batman running around, yeah. and and everyone's totally I happy think, with I both of them. I think Iron Fist is going to be great. I think it's going to be, and and the thing is, any critics that have seen it, they've only seen like three episodes. Right? How can you judge an entire season on three episodes? That, as far as a Netflix show goes, that's I mean, it can be a first act because they plan for the binging. So like, they totally plan for the binging. If I watch the first three episodes of Luke Cage, and that's all I ever saw. I mean, I'd be pumped, though. I wouldn't yeah, want to stop. I, but I don't... I feel like I'd just be like, okay. Because it, it... No, all, I was all in. Because it's all one thing. But like, They make there, it all as one but thing. But there's definite... There's definite... In Daredevil and... Well, even Jessica and... There's all... There's there's points where you can break. Yeah. Like you binge, like, okay, maybe I've watched three or four episodes, and there's a clear... Clearly, the story's still going on, but there's a point where, like... Because, like, if there's a giant explosion at the end of an episode, like, well, I'm watching the next fucking episode, you yeah. don't stop there. But right. there, there's a point where, like, things can kind of... Oh, yeah. You, you can breathe. And I, and, I, and I have no doubt that Marvel is not going to fucking 
They're not gonna do wrong. It's gonna be great. I mean, I don't I, have no doubt. Like that's. And I'm interested because Iron Fist. I've only ever known little bits and pieces about him. Yeah. So I'm interested to watch it because it's a character I don't know a whole lot about. And that's like, there's a thing too, or just like, just because there's a lot of superhero stuff doesn't mean you have to take this stance where you have to hate it. There's no reason for that. And that's probably also the thing too. It's yeah, like if you don't if you don't like it, if you don't if you think it's stupid, you don't have to fucking watch it. Especially with Netflix, you can watch a million different things. Right. Just, I mean, I'm I, excited. I can't. I'm definitely excited to watch it, yeah. and uh, I'm pretty pumped. Because then it leads into the Defenders. Yeah, and we get that in September, and that's yeah. know, full on team up, and it's gonna be fucking awesome. Yeah, it's gonna be cool. And Sigourney Weaver is in the Defenders, so that's gonna be. Well, I don't know what she's doing, but that's exciting. Well, because there's an up, a vortex opens up, and then they have to battle aliens, and everybody's there. No, oh, right. That's how it goes. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? Who would have thought that in 1994? That well, I mean, in 2017, a movie from 1994 would still be talked about today. That is surviving the game. I'm pretty sure like good movies came out in 1994. There, so we about. in this episode we discuss some uh, now how April we, of 1994 was not the greatest time for movies. Yeah, but in wh- retrospect, they were they they are. How often? But, uh, how often does 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 April give us like fantastic films, like fantastic stellar films that come out in April? I know February is usually the uh, dump month. The fear. Fast movies typically come out in April. Okay, then my point is disproven. <laughs> Just saying. Hey. Well, you know what? When I saw, uh, when I went and saw Kong Skull Island, there was a trailer. It's either Kong Skull Island or Logan. Show trailer for Fate, the Fate and the Furious. Yeah. And there's uh, one little tiny clip they showed. Oh, because you've seen the submarine in the movie, right? I don't know. There's like a. Cli- I I really do tune out trailers for movies. Uh, okay. I've well, anyways, there's seen. like a submarine scene or something going yeah. on. Something absurd. I don't need to be sold on franchise movies. Well, anyways, there's like they show this quick little clip of a missile that clearly came from a submarine going across the ice. Is there a man on it? And no, Dwayne, uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson opens the door for his car and pushes the m- missile with his hand towards another car across the ice. I seriously laughed so fucking hard in the movie theater just at this trailer. That's too much. I fucking to cannot wait for Fate and the Furious. It's like that alone, a man pushing a missile with his hand. While he's driving a car. If we chose to do like seven weeks of Fast and the Furious, would people just stop listening? They might. Some people are. Some people like. As much as those movies still keep making money and people keep going back, and even the people who have this opinion keep going back, they're like, "Why? Why isn't it about racing anymore?" To me, the movies weren't as good when they were about racing. And that was literally yeah, three movies. The first ones. Is still all right. The second one is fucking dog shit, pretty much. Dude, man, Tyrese rules in that movie. Yeah, but the their characters are different. Their characters are different no, people. It's the same character. It's like it's like they recasted it with the same actor, and the, but like they changed the role completely. Same thing with Ludacris. That's fine. He's he was a, like a he, he's I, always been a tech guy. No, he was a guy who owned a garage. Yeah, man. You know, always. Where do you think he keeps the technology in the garage? I'm not giving, <laughs> not giving into that. All those cars they changed those characters. Nas and shit. Tyrese, hook up the Tyrese and Ludacris' characters did a complete 180 once the fourth movie came out, and that's that. How would that duo, that duo team, oh, yeah. just went away, they just went away, though? They, well, they blew all their money and shit. They talked about them. I know, movie, they were just gone. It's weird that they had a team and they wrote them out. Well, whatever. But no, it's weird, though, right? But they were, but they only existed in the movies before 3. You know, in the timeline that takes place before 3. Oh right. Four through six take well, place right. before three. Well, they all do, right? So seven didn't, and they were they weren't in seven. Right. I mean, make, I'm not saying they don't. 
The continuity is very tight. Well, they're not in six either. I don't think. I don't know. I can't remember. The continuity is very tight. I'm not arguing that point. It's but. great. It's great. Anyways, beyond that, surviving the game, 1994, Ice T, Roger Hauer, uh, Gary Busey. I could go for some iced tea right it's, now. It's uh, me too. So uh, <clears throat> get some iced tea and uh, sit back and uh, listen to some B Movie Breakdown episode 131 Surviving the Game. It's the best of the worst. B Movie Breakdown. It's the best of the worst. B Movie Breakdown. It's the best of the worst. B Movie Breakdown. It's the best. Remember how I mentioned I didn't know if this movie came out in theaters or not? It did come out in theaters. Uh, barely made its money back. $7.4 million budget. $7.7 million box office. It's rough. In April of 1994, nobody wanted to see Surviving the Game. Yeah, I can't Street. imagine why. What do you mean you can't mention why? When it's a no, great movie. When no one wanted to see it? Yeah, I mean... It's it a ha- fun movie. Yeah. Okay. But, like, go to the theater to watch it fun? Mm. Let's see what else came out the same weekend as this movie did. All April right. 15th. You had... Cops and Robertsons starring Chevy Chase. It's a, not a good... That was the number one movie that week. What month did it come out? April. Mm. Cops and Robertsons was like, it's, uh, who else is in it? I can't remember. It's like Chevy Chase is like, finds out his neighbor's like a criminal or something. And the cops come in and move in to his house to, as a stakeout. It's fucking a terrible movie. Also, uh, everybody liked. There was a thing when there was like suburban movies, like, oh, this is things crazy going on in yeah, suburbia, and you don't know did, what's going on. Did the burbs start that? Possibly, is I would, like one because it might have been. That was what I was thinking of. Yeah. yeah, but before that, like, had come out like in the weeks prior. Sure. Like I don't know how many weeks I should go back. But you don't have to go. There's some you good stuff. Like, like in March, the movie The Chase came out with Charlie Sheen. That was awesome. The ref with. Uh, Dennis Leary, you had Monkey Trouble. Remember that movie about that little girl and the monkey? And it was no. like they're like being chased because the monkey had like stolen something. Trouble? Because the monkey had trouble? You had Naked Gun 33 and a third. That was what was dominating. Uh, my D2, Mighty Ducks. That was in th- that was dominating. But this was like a f- few weeks before. But I mean, those were still in theaters, yeah. so they Major, were still going. Major League Two. Those are still going. People were, were those pretty are big, fun for Major League those Two. Those are big franchises that are going up. But like right in April... Right when this movie came out, not a lot was coming out. Like Clifford, I like that movie a lot with uh, Martin Short. Yeah, he plays a little kid. Yeah, named Clifford. Yeah, which is weird because everyone wanted to be about the dog. No, it's a movie about a little boy. I know what it's by, about. A little boy played by Martin Short. It's really weird. I know what but it's, it's about. But it's a hilarious movie. Leprechaun Two. Yeah, that's a big contender. Not, not at all. Yeah, it's made a no great money one. barely. Great contender. But yeah, literally at this time, like. Not, serial mom that was a guy i like that movie too but not, not a lot of stuff coming out around this time of uh 1994 april 94 was not a good time sounds like a dump for uh we made these movies just gotta dump them <laughs> brain scan came out the week after brain scan's awesome but not a not a seriously like pcu 
No one's taking little... Nothing. No one, no one, no adult is going to see these movies. There wasn't anything big. No little Johnny is being taken by his mother to see any of these movies. There wasn't anything big for a while until When a Man Loves a Woman came out. And that made, like, a, a lot of money. Are, we just, are you just looking through all 1994 now? No, this is still April. Oh, alright. Like, I'm just looking in the month of April. Like, literally, like... It, it was not... What came a... out in May? Let's <laughs> <laughs> just go down the Three list. Three Ninjas Kick Back... The, the Crow. Oh, shit. Maverick. Maverick was a pretty big fucking movie it with was. Mel Gibson and Jodie Foster. Movie. Never saw it. Uh, Beverly Hills Cop 3. What's that about? The Flintstones. Dude, I remember the Flintstones. The Flintstones made a lot of fucking money, dude. It was a big deal. It, it made $130 million. People like the Flintstones. And they like that movie. It's a good movie. I watched it's it not long ago. It still holds up. I thought. I think it's still funny. I don't know anything about the... They made that, like, prequel movie. I don't know about and, that. And everybody said it was garbage. Probably was. It was Flintstones and Viva Rock Vegas. Oh, I knew that was a thing. Yeah. It was, it was like, different actors. Yeah, Stephen... It was because they were supposed to be younger. So Stephen Baldwin played uh, Barney. Oh. And Fred was played by that guy who was on that show Still Standing. I don't know what that is. Uh, it was a show on CBS. I don't know about CBS shows. <laughs> I wasn't asking you to know everything about... Well, I can't tell you any CBS trivia, so don't ask me about it. Well, I mean, you know, like, Big Bang Theory. Do I, though? Do I want to know about Big Bang Theory? No. I, well, one, I didn't ask if you wanted to know. I just said you do know. I know it's a show. So there's, like, a difference between, like, wanting to know and knowing. I know it's a show that I don't want to watch. That much I know. Well, I guess one week soon we're going to watch Flintstones and Viva Rock Vegas. I mean, that's... I I guess. Alan Cumming played Gazoo in it. They actually had Gazoo featured in funny. it. That's funny. I mean, I don't I don't want to waste time watching that, but that's all right. And Jane Krakowski plays Betty. Okay. So that's fun. What does that do for you? I like her. She's funny on... She was yeah. funny on 30 Rock. Yeah, 30 Rock's a funny show. Yeah, she's great on there. I know. I'm not all the way through it, so I'm spoil it. She's on the whole, whole entire show. She's Spoilers. Like, I hear I thought she's going to be gone after season four. Jesus. Do you know which character I'm talking about? The blonde... I don't know, remember her character name on 30 Rock. Jenna. Jenna Maroney. Yeah, I know that. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, I know she's on the whole show. Yeah, she played Betty in Viva Rock Vegas. That's funny. Because Betty's not a blonde. Nope. She has dark hair. Yeah, you could change your hair color. Who's Wilma? Uh, I don't... I was going to transition into the movie, but... Uh, no, we're just going to talk about Flintstones all Kristen day now. Johnson uh, from uh, Third Rock from the Sun fame. Oh, it was pretty popular at the time, right? Sure. Third Rock of the Sun was huge. I know. That's probably trying to she was probably trying to like break into something big by being in that movie. Remember when no one took Joseph Gordon Levitt seriously, and now like people exist their whole lives and they have no idea it was on Third uh, Third Rock from the Sun, like yeah, like forget. young younger people, you yeah, know, not same not with old. He, he not was old in people, uh, that uh, that Batman movie. Yeah, it was Robin. No, t- uh, ten things I hate about you. Yeah. He's in that. He with Heath Ledger, who was also true. in a Batman movie. He was. Wow. Holy shit. Yeah. If only Heath would have known. If only Heath was alive. Yeah, then he would have known. Then he would have been like, do I, do I get to play the Joker, or do I get to keep living? I'll pass on this role. <laughs> is that what his decision was? No. If in he, life, if he like, would have known. He's like, maybe I'll die, or maybe I'll keep playing no, the Joker. No, no one would know. Is that why he died? He didn't want to keep playing the Joker Unless anymore? there was a time traveler who came back and told him, Heath, you're going to make a choice. You get to play, you get to have a role that will define you for the rest of your life and everyone will love you for it, but it's going to kill you. 
How old was he? Was he 27? I don't know. That's the age people die with if they make deals with demons. I don't know how old he was. You have the internet. Look it up. Jesus. Well, I'm, I'm in the process. Computer, of... don't you have voice activation technology yet? He was 28. <gasps> That's real close. That's real close. So. He was 28? Yeah, he's 28. I'm four years older than when Heath Ledger died. Yep. That's sad. I mean, not sad that I'm still alive. I, I mean, mean, talk to me. I, to... I mean, the, the listeners of this podcast weren't, didn't know if you were going to be alive. Yeah, it's fine. Because you had to, you had to get procedures done, dude. If they're worried about procedures, just fuck them. To get rewired. That's not. I was gonna yell at you at the intro that we haven't recorded yet about this, I but know. I can yell at you now. So now we can totally fuck <laughs> no. with the time space continuum. We can do it for the intro because no. I was gonna, also gonna bring it up for the intro. Well, just how you're dumb. <laughs> how you're dumb, dumb. I'm not a dumb, dumb. That's I hope everybody enjoyed the 11 minute episode where Corey talked about me being a cyborg with that nickname I like. This dumb, dumb idiot over here. Oh my God. <laughs> well, when you were talking about how Jane Krakowski doesn't have blonde hair, she has dark hair. Yeah. It made me think of the movie we watched this week. How is this segue going to work out? Surviving the game. How, does, how do you go from, towards, we'll just say Jenna Maroney to where we're going. How does this work towards out? Towards the end, yeah. Rucker Hauer had gray, blondish hair, and he's dying his hair black. This is quite possibly the worst transition <laughs> in history. But it works. This is quite... Only because you're doing it, and it's going to change the topic of the conversation once I stop pointing it out. No. Worse would have been just me being like, speaking of Flintstones of Rock Vegas, <laughs> surviving the game. Both are, have primal urges. <laughs> they deal with issues that predate modern civilization. I don't know about that, because this was 1994. But the idea of hunting man... Of killing your brother. No, it's a modern thing that happens all the time. Yeah, but it's just it's just a b- movie based off of the most dangerous game. Which exactly. Is a book that's How many? Existed since 1924. Yeah, since the dawn of time. Well, the dawn of time was not 1924. Since the dawn of time, people have been telling the story. It was based off of fables told by storytellers in ancient civilizations, passed down verbally, and then eventually it was penned in the dangerous you know, game. I can transi- the idea of humans hunting humans. I can connect the most dangerous game to my half episode, because... Because uh, you felt like by yourself it was a dangerous game you were playing? No, because oh. the uh, one of the directors of the original King Kong directed uh, the movie of the most dangerous game. Wow. Back in the 30s. See, that's a good transition. See? With some historical context. Not this Flintstone bullshit of dying hair. This is the stupidest thing <laughs> ever. You're the one that said people can't have different hair color like a moron. No, they can't. Maybe you need to get the fucking chip in your head replaced. Okay. You can laugh because like that's something you edited out of the podcast you put up last You don't week. have to mention that. I, went, I just, chose to. Nope. It could have just been like nope. a new Behind joke. the scenes. No holds barred. <laughs> God damn it, you fucker. You fucker. Fuck speaking you. speaking of fuckers, yeah, and how this podcast says fuck a lot. This movie said fuck a lot. This movie, they said fuck a lot in this movie. It might be a, a record for the podcast. That's why. That's times. why it wasn't released. I mean, when it was in theaters, nobody came out to see it because it was like PG thirteen. I what? <laughs> I thought you were going to say because it's, they said fuck a lot. I was like, well, like Casino and Goodfellas, it came out around the same time, and they say fuck a lot in those movies. So, no, they uh, took out 
I, I was watching behind the scenes documentary and they took surviving they, the game? They, they took out a few fucks so they could get the PG thirteen rating. Oh, all and right. it still didn't help out box office. Sales. I didn't know that's how that worked. Like yeah. in ninety four, that was only a thing. Right until PC culture took over and censored every censored all of America. Back then, you could say fuck a lot in PG thirteen movies. Oh, from like the incarnation of PG thirteen, which is like you know mid eighties. Yeah, late 80s. And then after Up like until 94, 94 it was, like, was like the limit. It was like 98. Then it like switched over. Like, oh, you can only say you can Shit. only say one. Damn, nine, 98. 98. Yeah. So that's like a good, probably like a good 10 year run. I watched a documentary. That's what they told me. A documentary just about PG 13 rating PG, system. PG 13 rating system. Yeah, I had a lot of free time in my hands. It was what, t- it was what two is, hours long. What inspired you? Because you're watching Indiana Jones and you're like, oh, this is the movie that inspired. No, I was just PG PG thirteen rating because they realized maybe kids shouldn't be watching movies where men or faces are melting or hearts are being eaten. No, I was, I mean, true. <laughs> no, I was just researching PC culture and how it's dumbing down America. Oh, and how like you know you can't say what you want anymore because like you'll get yelled at by people who want to police your thoughts. And I'm like, I don't like this at all. You should just be able to say whatever offensive shit comes to your mind, right? That's how it should work, right? Okay. Sure. That's what you were talking about before the podcast started. I just want to say rude shit all the time. I'm like, Corey, that's kind of bad, dude. I, I should do that. These aren't things that I ever said. They were edited out of that 11-minute episode. It was actually an hour and a half. It was an hour and a half of me just being like, fuck you, fuck you. I just kept saying fuck you over and over again. You didn't. You know, this is probably too much. I probably should cut this out. <laughs> like, yeah. So I, cut, I edited it out all but 11 minutes. Yeah, like this is enough. This is as much movie talk as I did in an hour and a half. Just it, took, it took me a long time to edit all that out. Why? Because I'm sure you would say a sentence and I would then start dropping F-bombs. No, I would just say like a couple words. Oh, so like you're like, so the I, movie, I, I, the I, movie I, Logan, fuck you, fucker, fuck. And like, oh, fuck. Yeah, I had, okay. to, I had to edit like words together to make sentences. Oh, so you were going like meta. <laughs> like when you edited the audio file together, how far did you have to stretch it out to get those pauses out? Was it hard? Yeah, it was Because it sounded pretty fluid. That was a good job. I know. Thank you. You impressed me. Thank you. It's the first time it's ever happened. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? The first time something didn't happen was these men in this movie hunting a man. They hunted a man. They hunted many men. They called him a maggot. Yeah, they, they hunted many men. They hunted a lot of men. Was it all men or some women? Some of those heads look like women heads. Yeah, I couldn't really tell. I mean, they, they didn't give us, like show a good look on the names of all of them, so I didn't right. know if there were any like female names. Because like, imagine these psychos just hunting women in the woods. Hey, that's fucked up. I mean, Not that it's less fucked up I mean, than hunting it's a fucked man. up either way because right. it's just a person right. that's being hunted by a group of ri- I feel like, rich white men. I feel like if they were hunting a woman, they would have done even worse stuff to the woman. I think these guys these guys are maniacs. Yeah, but I don't know if I don't You don't think they were into rape, but they're into murder? I don't yeah, I don't see I don't see them being into like into it for any sort of sexual thing. It wouldn't maybe rape, it was like rape wouldn't new, have to be sexual. Maybe if man. they had like a new guy. See, this is what I this is what I picture. Like, okay Do you want the prequel movies for so this? So like here's like the regular group. Yeah. So you got like this wolf senior guy. Sure. You know, uh, Rugger Howard's character, Burns, was his name? Burns. You had uh, Charles Dutton. I don't know what his character is. Bur- Cole? Was his name Cole? Dr. Cox. No. What? That's not, That wasn't Dr. Cox. No? No, that was his John character? C. McGinley. That's what I meant to say. Charles Dutton was Cole. So, Gary Busey was Doc. Yeah. Uh, Who worked for the goddamn CIA. And apparently the other two did, too, because he's like... That's how I know these two's backgrounds. 
so well. So is this like the government message? This is the CIA I, shit. I feel like to? the business they own was just like a front. Oh, it obviously was. Like, especially if they're CIA guys. Yeah, but so like, and John C. McGinley, who played Doctor Cox on Scrubs, is in this movie, and he's he's, he's amazing. Great. He's amazing. So like, that's like the regular group because Derek, he's like a separate a new guy. Don't he's get like me a, started on Derek. I know it's it's frustrating, but. So maybe sometimes they have another newcomer. So what I could see is one time they had like a newcomer come in, like oh, say Doc Hawkins brings in like this guy, like yeah, oh he's I know him real well. He's totally gonna be into this kind of crazy shit hunting humans, and then they got a girl this time, and then that guy like rapes a girl, and they're like, and they're like, whoa, we're not about that, and they kill that guy for raping that girl. I feel like they wouldn't give a shit. And then when they're hunting the girl, they just treat her as a trophy, man. Yeah, yeah, but because they're hunt, they all they're only in it for the hunt. They don't want. It's not sexual. I don't know, man. I told you the new guy did it and he died. He got. Oh, he you, died for the, the, the story you're inventing. So right. they're chasing the girl and they're hunting her, but really they're hunting two people because she's pregnant with the rape baby. Well, I'm off this train. Let's talk about something else. What? I just created a great fucking prequel movie. How does that benefit anyone? Because it's like, oh, the stakes are higher. There's two people. She's got to survive for the baby. The right baby? Yeah. I don't want anything to do with that. <laughs> <laughs> but at the end... If that was in like my uh, Netflix queue and I was watching it... Oh, you can tell me how it I ends, though. I will spoil the end. You can tell me how it ends. You want me to spoil the ending? Yeah, this movie sounds like it would barely make its money back, too. <laughs> yeah, tell me how it ends. <laughs> well, the way... I think I think you'll really love. You might you might love. I'm gonna love this part. That I doubt. But continue, please. You won't you won't want to walk away from this movie. So no, I want to run. And at, at the end, I want to jog. At sprint, the end, obviously she doesn't sprint briskly. She doesn't take down anybody because they all lived to be in this movie. Yes, she gets so she gets put inside. Oh she, no, she she has a puts up a good fight. Okay, so tell me how it ends. But at the end, yeah, I if it's what I think it is, we'll see. Well, go ahead. The baby, co- the like the woman dies. Yep. The baby is like born. Okay. Because like the rape happened like nine months before. Just go they ahead. Kept her in captivity. Go for ahead. Nine months. <laughs> Just continue. I'm so waiting for the pregnant. ending. I'm waiting for the ending. She's pregnant with I'm the rape baby. Waiting for the finish of this film. But you, and then the baby comes out. Guns blazing. I thought you were going to say they're going to put it in like the jar where the heads are. No. Because that'd be more fun. I also up. realized I should have retconned the like rape thing and like had it been like they thought that the guy, that guy raped her, but it was really uh, the dude from Last Action Hero, uh, Wolf Sr. Yeah. He's the one that raped her. And then like late, years later, like that's Derek. He was the rape baby. Well, signing off for being movie breakdown. Why? Why? Why is that so terrible? Just making a stand against rape babies. I wasn't making a joke about rape babies. Wow. I never said you were. What is it com- supposed to be a joke? Was it supposed to laugh? When it, <laughs> when it comes to RBs, I'm serious. This is the worst. Why is it be Derek? This sucks. Why can't it be Derek? This yeah, this should be an expanded multiverse. Yeah, I where's yeah, where's my multiple universe movies for surviving the game? Yeah, well, I guess I should say same universe but multiple movies. 
Yes, here we are. Where's my Where's my multiple movie? Where's my surviving the game universe? Where's your Netflix series? They could do it. You could literally put a, a sh- an hour long show every week, just basically the dangerous game. Yeah, it could be every fucking week. You can hunt different people. They have different characters. Certain people can survive. This would be like an easy concept. You could sell some idiot this concept so easily. Yeah, and I mean, just run with and it. Honest, and honestly, at around the same exact time the surviving the game came out. There's another movie that's ba- that's the most dangerous game. I feel like this concept is... And mis- it's it's the movie The Pest with John Leguizamo. He's a yeah. moron scam artist, and these guys pick him out, and they hunt him. I feel like this plot has been going on since the dawn of time, which is 1924. Yeah. The dawn of time. Yeah. Hunting man. What a concept. Hunting people. For fun. For fun. I mean, that's just like all... It's always like sick white people, but this one wasn't just white people. It was a black guy, too. And he was like one of the sickest. Which I feel like was Remember when he was eating the pig and he was like talking about how he knew the pig would taste so good? Yeah. And he was just like laughing and like waving his head maniacally. Even when his legs got blown off, he was just like... (laughs) Which is like kind of... Which is kind of fucked up because like that whole conversation was a metaphor for Mason. Yeah. Like what they're gonna do to him when he dies. Yeah. So like they didn't say they were cannibals at all. No. But like that was real. That was like borderline cannibal. Talk. It definitely alluded to that they possibly might eat because they kept the heads, just like they had the head of the pig. I mean, was this a cannibal movie? But we never got to see the cannibal part. That's possible. Maybe they weren't really eating pig. Maybe they were eating. That's true. Maybe they were eating the last victim. Well, because like they brought the head out of the pig, and there wasn't a lot of meat for how big that pig was around the pig's head. And, like, we only yeah. saw them eat, so, like, yeah. had we just had ground-up man meat in the back? We throw in the griller and oh, just... Oh, yeah, give me that man meat. Yeah, you like that? Put that in your mouth. Ew. Succulent man meat. Gross. I want to feel it, feel it in between your cheeks and your gums. Oh, you're getting, like, really sick, okay? As the man meat goes across your tongue, down your throat, and you're just like, mmm, man meat. So, remember how you were mentioning uh, in the movie how... Was it Rutgers Howard Howard's character who had the big like? He did he have a dirt bike or did he have the thing with the big metal shield? In the I front? thought Busey had this shield thing. Yeah, well, didn't his dirt bike look like pretty absurd though too? It had some like shit on it. It did because yeah. apparently that was Rucker Howard's actual dirt bike, and it was his idea to bring that with for the movie. Let me film this. So was that Gary Busey's four wheeler? The thing that looked like it was from Howard. I mean, I don't. I really hope because like. What is it? It would have been six years prior to this. He was in a really terrible motorcycle accident. I really hope that they didn't have him actually ride it. That, that. I thought it looked like he could have been riding it. I mean, he could have been, but like, I mean, four wheelers are a little bit safer than a motorcycle. I just don't know how comfortable the guy would have been to want to get back on something like that after having a horrific motorcycle accident that kind of like fucked his head up pretty good. I mean, he's, yeah, he's, he was not normal. No, but he's he's great. He, when he when, honestly, the best part of this movie. Yeah, how about that monologue? That yes, the best part of this movie was probably invented is easily Gary Busey telling the story of uh, what was the doctor name? Prince Stout. There was like it was like three names, like Prince something Stout. Yeah, and tell you yeah, take people on a journey. It, tell them the story. I mean, it is it's an insane fucking story about how. Basically, when he was a child, he... (laughs) 
He, it's almost hard he, to he do got, it justice. Got, it is hard to do it justice because you almost way, want very, you very, almost very, want to just record the dialogue and just play it in the fucking podcast. Uh, yeah, seriously, because it's good. because like the way he delivers it, where he's just like you know it's because it's about how he got he got this dog when he was younger, and his dad gave him these uh, cherry bombs and M eighties to tease the dog with essentially to get it to attack this dummy. Correct. But when he's explaining like the bombs going off, he's like pow, bam. And he's just like, his face is just like so intense. He's an acting machine. And he's just like, it's such a fucking, like, if this movie doesn't give you anything else because you don't really like cheesy it's not action a, movies. But it's, it's not a boring movie at all, though, which is no. nice. It's the only no kind of boringish part is that scene in the cave. It's a little filler, a little too much filler. We, but then you get the, the backstory you were looking for the whole time. Yeah, I mean, that's the only, right, when he monologues to someone who's trying to, when Mason monologues to someone who's trying to kill him, which is just dumb. But I mean, it works out. But yeah. then it doesn't. Because, like, how would... It's interesting to show that some of those guys... I mean, you're not done telling the dog story. But how some of those guys would just show that they have decency even though they're hunting people. Like, they like it's they get snapped out of it. And, like, this is fucked up. I mm -hmm. shouldn't do this. But anyway, speaking of fucked up... You're telling a dog story. Yeah, so... Gary Busey's character, when he's a kid, is, you know, teasing this dog, tormenting it with cherry bombs and M80s to get it to attack this dummy. And it's like this constant thing of like training the dog and training the dog to like protect him. His dad wanted to be a protector. So then eventually, like down the line, his dad takes him out he to was like thirteen years old. To like I don't know, they didn't explain where like a junkyard or something they said. Just or, like a place. I don't. I know. pictured it like a junkyard. In my head, I pictured it. I pictured like the backyard of like somebody who has like a farm property, like a barn. Yeah, that, yeah, that, that could all, that also makes sense. So like, he goes up to this like circle. It's like dirt circle. Yeah. And the dogs chained it's like up. It's a fence, the... isn't it? Yeah, it was like he said it was like, like it's a, fenced in. It was like a fenced in, but like a, a circle of dirt. So I imagine like that's why what made me think of like um, like a corral or something. Yeah. You know? So the dog is inside there. Yeah. Chained and up the dad gives him the cherry bombs and I made these again. And it's like, this is the day where you become a man, son. And basically he had to fight the dog to the death and there, right. it was explaining the scar he had on his face well yeah his he didn't his he threw his son walked in and then didn't his dad throw the cherry bombs i don't think he made him throw the cherry bombs. no he said he gave him a handful of cherry bombs made him do it yeah not that it changed oh, there was his... no dummy this time it was no him. it was him right so like he fought the dog to the death his yeah. own dog that he raised and he's describing it how he put his forearm between its his neck and its teeth then he put his arm around its neck and then they were wrestling and he was covered in blood and then he fell on the dog when he had the dog's head basically in a headlock it sounded like and then his weight snapped the dog's neck and then he had blood all over his face and he wiped it on his wiped his hands out and licked the blood and what started it was a weird it was a weird extra thing like and then I which that it. leads into the cannibal part though yeah. maybe because what began the story is Mason Ice T asked him about the scar in his face and he said that it was the day he, it was a birthmark. It was a birthmark because that was the day he was born. It was the day he killed his own dog. Because his dad because made him. he had him. to, otherwise he would have died. He wouldn't be a man. Like and then he grows up to work in the CIA. Maybe we don't know. Huh? Let's just take him at face value. That's the message of the movie. He was a psychiatrist for the CIA. Yeah, he's done some shit. Let's just say that's the message of the movie. And, I, and he asked him like, "Do your patients know this?" He said, "No." No, but you do. Oh, shit. Like, what kind of fucked up family is that, though? 
This is just the. Like that's this how you is become the, a man. This is the theme of the movie. This is the people in our government. These are the people running the CIA, the Central Intelligence. Do you Agency. think out there this could really happen, or is actually happening? It's happening right now. No, I mean like there's just groups of guys that get together and like on a weekend and they go hunt. They and they hunt a homeless person. Yeah. Like it could, cause like homeless people, if they're like so removed from the grid where they don't have family and stuff like that, and nobody cares about them, like. You know what I mean? Yeah. It it was uh, what's that movie? I don't know, but I mean the CIA is in a bunch of shit. It can't do it. It came out right around the same time. Is uh, Hard Target? Yeah. With John Claude Van Damme. Yeah. It's a John Woo movie. Yeah. And uh, it's fucking great. There's a part where John uh, John Claude Van Damme bites the rattle off a rattlesnake to get it to like be silent, so then he hangs it back up in this tree. And then this guy walks by and it like bites him in the neck, but he didn't hear it because the rattle was off. That's absurd. Yeah. So the, uh, but that movie is a uh, Lance Henriksen's in it. And he's this bad guy who's like corralling homeless people and hunting them. And John Holland Van Damme's like not having any of it. I feel like that's basically like now. But it came out around the same time as this movie. But like now, like right now in life, in our current environment, I feel like that's kind of like what's on the table. What Is it that we're all homeless? No, we're not all homeless, but like that homeless people, they kept, they call him scum and he's a maggot. Oh, because he's just fucking homeless. Yeah, this is like a lot of terrible things. So like. So many terrible things. And they're, and like, you know, since, since there is, there is a black man amongst the white men being crazy, but they're all wealthy. They're rich as fuck. So it's just, it's the money thing. It doesn't matter. So it's all these guys with money against this poor guy, and the only use this poor guy has is for their fucking entertainment, to hunt him and kill him. Yeah, because that's like a that's like a real life attitude, even though people may not want to kill, but they don't care if they live or die. And all these places, you know, like who they waste money and just like making sure homeless people aren't even around. Right. Or like, my favorite is like they like to put spikes where they sleep, so no one can sit there. It costs money. What a waste. <laughs> Put these giant spikes there so no one can lay down and take a nap. That's shit. That's garbage. It is. Some people would rather cut off their heads and put their heads in the spikes. Some fucked up people would want to do that. Jeez. Yeah, I'm looking at you. Why me? I don't know, because I'm on a podcast with you. Who else is I supposed to look at? But, like, why did you have to, like... I wasn't accusing you. Did you feel guilty? No. All right. That sounded guilty. I'll turn on the lie detector app on my phone. Did you just, did you kind of wish in this movie that like, well, like obviously Rucker Howard because he's the only one that like lit, well not lived but like almost got away. Like I when at the end I kind of wish like he was gonna get just get like arrested. Didn't you kind of want him to be forced into like the public eye and like the judicial system? Yeah, like it'd be like a whole thing like oh look at all these people ex these CIA people that were hunting humans and get exposed and that's when the movie ends and it goes based on a true story like what do you mean what <laughs> when did this happen inspired by Bajina Mean fucking Bajina Mean <laughs> who was hunting homeless people <laughs> or was he the homeless person that survived he was the Ice-T character this was actually the origin story of Bajina Mean and then like he survived and, and then, then he went and, and then, he, no, then he found then he found Caratop and so I got an idea for a story and like he, what he went on to be an inventor yeah that was the subtext of Chairman of the Board. That homeless people are, were being hunted. I mean, pretty much. Fucking Bajina Mean, man. 
But yeah, no, you don't get movies where like people, bad guys get sent to jail and you watch their trial and they just face the hard penalties of justice. No, everyone always dies. Bad guys just die. And like, and to me, it feels kind of fucked up because like, there's no, ju- I mean, there is justice for all the homeless people that they killed because like a homeless guy did end up killing them. But I mean, all. not really. They just die. But like, but like, it would have been nice to see like them at least Rucker Howard like go to jail just to have like some like. Just to have that group exposed. Now right. I don't even want to see the whole judicial system. I just want to. I just want to know that the group was exposed for what they did. And oh no, I wanted the. Whole... But, but instead, they just die. He dies, and then nobody ever knows that this happens except for now the family members. Like we heard the one lady, the one wife calling. Yeah, like, which which you were talking about when when we um when we were watching it. Like, do these people get a resolution of their families? Yeah, because like like say say they killed Mason, and. Now you, and at the point to where, I don't know, um, Wolf, Burns, and Cole, and then Derek are still alive. Yeah. How do you explain the deaths of anybody of the other two? A hunting accident. It's just, um... Oh, it's just, he got shot just... po- like, fucking perfectly in the middle of the fucking head? No, man. And, you... oh, what's it, the house burned down and he was still inside. Yeah, there was a fire. He died. And then, like, you don't have to... You're in the wilderness. You don't have to hide bodies. You just... It's the revenant, man. Just bears killing people. Just justified... There's wolves in there. They do an autopsy on the body. You wouldn't find the bodies. They'd be gone. There'd be no bodies. What's you in this body shit? You know, there's no bodies. They're gone. Well, people knew that they were with these people. They don't know where they went, though. I don't know that. Maybe, like, we're going to the cabin. I know cabin. you don't. I'm telling we're going you. going to the cabin. The son knew about the cabin. Yeah, because his dad... Because he was brought there. By his dad, who he wanted him to prior, be a man. Maybe he's writing it in his uh, journal. His journal? Going to the cabin at three, three degrees north, seven degrees south. Only people in movies do that. Right on the longitude and latitude of where they're going in their journals. No one in real life does this. Well, we're talking about a fucking movie. This movie is real life. It's based on a true story inspired by Machine Amin. I don't know what your problem is. Yeah, but they added stuff to it, just like German on the board. <laughs> they added stuff to it? What parts were real and what parts were added? To which one? <laughs> Be there. Go. Activate. Activate your fucking brain chip and tell me a story about these things. <laughs> well, the fake parts of surviving the game were when the kid's writing in his journal and writing the longitude and latitude <laughs> of the... No, he did that. Of the... Oh, well, you said that only happens in movies. Oh, I don't know. I just go, just just talk. See where this goes. Where's this rabbit hole lead? Well, and the chairman of the board fake stuff is clearly just uh, the fact that he gets an attractive that, woman at that the he, end. Because that that's that's nonsense. No, that he created like a TV, a small TV in a in a microwavable TV. Yeah, that's the fake part. Yeah, how does that that microwave TV? That doesn't even make sense. The microwave just destroy it. No, the circuitry would not. Container. But then that's where the food gets cooked. So how does the microwaves get in? <laughs> the, the TV helps cook the food. So good. So I want to put this on my lap and eat dinner. That's not going to give me radiation diseases. He didn't give anybody else. The one guy had the glow gun on him. That was all fake. You don't know. There was no. Okay, so we're going back to the chairman of the board universe for just a second. Same universe. So, same universe. Fine. And then twenty years later, there's all these reports of these diseases causing like. You know, mutations and bad shit. So then there's the law, there's the the TV, the TV dinner, TV lobby, lobbying Congress to 
ignore regulations that all these things are giving people diseases from the radiation of the TV that cooks their food that they eat, that they put in the microwave. This sucks. Move on. But, like, I don't, I don't really believe it because, obviously... You think those things would be safe? <laughs> you think something that could do that? Something that cooked food had a TV in it. Not to mention the TV, the food you put into the TV came off a string that <laughs> no one knows where it came from. Right? They pull it off a little string and then put it in the food. The conveyor belt? Yeah. Yeah, where was that? I think the food itself would be more dangerous than the TV that cooks it. <laughs> this we just need to remember that he basically invented, like, an iPad. Right. But with, like, greasy chicken inside. Because <laughs> it, it was streaming. It was streaming TV. It was streaming TV. It's How true. I don't know because there was there was Wi Fi wasn't a thing. The, the the infrastructure was not invented yet. So I <laughs> like don't the know. internet was pr pretty new still. Ninety eight, right? Was that movie came out? I mean, the, but I mean, like it's it's streaming TV, but really like before there was. I mean, like TVs have antennas, man. Like you would get the signal. So, like, that's not really streaming. That's just how TV works. I know, but there was no antenna on the fucking thing. Well, that's the technology. It's built into the fucking TV that cooks your food what are you talking about what are you talking about there's no antenna it's built in unless it came out the side we just never saw that part no the antenna was just built in it was such a strong antenna it doesn't you have to extend it like a 1974 automobile it doesn't go out of the fucking tv that cooks your food i'm just gonna keep saying tv that cooks your food even though the tv didn't cook its food you put the whole tv in the fucking microwave and hit high and it just cooks it it's <laughs> not good Let's give this to prisoners. There's government waste. Well, they could have given it to homeless people, like Mason. Mason could have used it. Yeah, or Hank. Poor, oh, poor old man Hank. Maybe. But can we talk about in the beginning of this movie how we had to deal with two deaths immediately yeah. and they were really sad? They were. A dog getting hit by a car, a fucking blood everywhere. It was, it was gruesome. It was intense. It was gruesome. And then, oh, well, old uh, Mingo, the dog, died, so... I guess, uh, by the way, Nick didn't think the dog's name was Mingo, and it totally was fucking Mingo, so... Because when you name, when you hear a, a name that ends in Ingo in a movie, don't you assume the dog's name was Bingo? Oh, all dogs are just named Bingo. When your fucking, name was fucking called... It's a specious. That all dogs are Bingo? Yeah, look at this Bingo over here. <laughs> no, that's not what I was saying. It sounded like Bingo to me. Typical bingo. This is not good talk. You're just being a typical bingo. You're being a tickle, tick, tickle. Tickle me bingo. <laughs> well, I quit. This is a Nick for B-Movie Breakdown. I quit. This podcast is just what I quit so many times. <laughs> like, if it's just, just to quit, just be Stop like, that's it. such a stupid bingo. I don't like that. Call me a dog. No, I'm just saying, like... I'm, that's what you would. That's what you, as a person who thinks all dogs are named Bingo, would say to a dog. Well, from now, whenever I hear about somebody running in front of cars, I'm just gonna call him a typical Mingo. <laughs> hey, look, there's a Mingo over here. You know, Mingo, that sounds really bad. You know, Mingo like, means like suicide by automobile. Like the word Mingo kind of. It sounds doesn't like, sound good. It sounds risky. It sounds very questionable. It's just, like I don't know. I don't know what. What it sounds. Of, it sounds like a term that would be in the book. Um, the Dangerous Game, short story written in 1924. That's what it sounds like. It sounds like it's from a different era. Man, it wasn't a pet dog. It was like somebody's slave. It doesn't sound good. Don't, man, because that's totally what someone would name a slave. God damn it. I feel like that should have been in the... I read a page. It doesn't matter, but I read a thing about 
um, President Andrew uh, Jackson, like he had a slave missing, and it was this write-up for like missing property. I feel like that terminology should have been in that. Like six feet two, goes with the name Mingo. Answers to Mingo. Yeah, it's like fuck, man. He's not a dog. This sucks. <laughs> fuck you, terrible historical figure. <laughs> what an asshole. What are you gonna do? I don't know. He he would he. Speaking of people who mystery human beings. I wouldn't be surprised if Andrew Jackson was hunting people. I mean, it probably was happening back then, right? Dude, yeah, why wouldn't you? A bunch of rich rich plantation owners going uh, to the woods, like, oh, you're free to go. I mean, essentially, if, if somebody, if a slave escaped, they hunted That's them what down. it was, exactly. And then, like, the slave's not going to just get caught. Oh, you're going back home. Nope, you're going to get whipped, cut, or just killed. Yeah, probably whipped and cut, and then go back to work. Yeah, they clip their ear or clip a toe or something. Yeah, they didn't want to... Fuck those guys, man. They want to keep them... They want to kill them. They need the help. No, but if they kill them, they send a message so other slaves yeah, don't leave. True. Their death would be worth it. True. To them. Damn, they had some good ideas. Wow, yeah, that's rough to say. <laughs> I don't think that's true at all. So matter of fact, like <laughs> the expression on your face, you're like, hmm? <laughs> oh, fuck. oh shit! Oh, obviously, I'm joking. They're terrible ideas. It's all for humor. Oh, you're gonna leave that in? <laughs> yeah. All right. We, we laugh. We laugh at things for humor. It's a joke. What wasn't a joke? was the seriousness of hunting humans in this movie because it was very intense. Uh, I mean, and we were talking about the how this movie didn't even like try to surprise you with that it's a movie about hunting humans. Which is good because I feel like a worse movie would have done that. You know it's you know like it would have given you like a long boring build up of and then like surprise it's about hunting humans. Yeah, it's like no, it's really it's another only, one of those movies that didn't have the the bullshit in the beginning. It's only a surprise to Mason. Right. You know the whole time, which kind of makes the dinner and everything else like a little bit more intense. Well, it's like you it's like you're watching you know it's like what's gonna you're, happen. you're watching a movie that you've already seen before, so like you can look back and like, "Oh, this was a subtext of that one scene cuz I know how it's going to play out." You're like, "Oh no, I know what's happening now." I mean, basically, I think that I I've decided they're going to eat Mason. I, I honestly I felt that way when they're talking about the pig and, and I mean, other than Ice T is awesome in this movie. I thought he was his performance is great because he has that like charisma and attitude. He does. He, he so does. like even if like the, the the dialogue that he's presented with is not all that great. And how much like half it just sounds like him improving too. Yeah, and uh, and we're and then Gary Busey being in it. Uh, he's only in it. He's not in the whole movie. He's only in part of it because he dies first, which I feel is also like a thing. Like well, we kind of got him to be in it for a little while because it's not in it very long. No, and he barely has any. But I mean, to a say. lot of these other guys were not necessarily that everybody was big names, but like coming out of the '80s, Roger Howard, he's in Blade Runner, he's in The Hitcher, he's in he's in a bunch of movies. So Roger Howard was like a a name for coming out of the '80s, and then you had everybody else. Was, it was pretty much like a collection of character actors who normally play bad guys. We and they, I mean, they make they make good bad guys until Doctor Cox, who I mean can be villainous, I guess, on Scrubs, 
really wasn't a bad guy. But until then, John C. McGinley pretty much historically was known for playing like bad guy type characters. Yeah. Uh, maybe I, except for like maybe like Office Space, he's one of the Bobs, mm, and uh, that's not really a bad guy kind of character. No. But like he was pretty much playing bad guys. Rutger Hauer always played bad guys in the eighties. Uh, Charles Dutton, good guy sometimes, but he played a lot of bad guys too. Uh, Gary Busey, I guess he's the only one that didn't really play a lot of bad guys. It's mainly a good guy or like cop or something like that. But then the other dude, F. Murray Abraham, who was the wolf guy, yeah. that guy is a bad guy. He's a bad guy in Scarface. He's a bad guy in um, Last Action Hero. He's a bad guy in a lot of shit. So you just have like character actor bad guys of the 90s Correct. in this movie which was which was fine it was yeah they all they i mean everybody was pretty good the only thing person who i didn't think it was that good was the uh, William McNamara who played the uh, the kid Derek i thought his uh well not as convincing sometimes what what we're doing this he just it was, was like the delivery was just like i didn't i didn't hate so it i didn't hate it but like he was just but i mean it almost helped because he's just a hokey kid and, like, I mean, he's just going to fucking die anyway, so I guess it doesn't fucking matter. He's not going to have some triumphant moment. The only person objecting to killing people, and then he just dies. Falls off a tree. Tree bridge. Yeah. And then... Because Ice-T's grand... That was a stupid plan anyways. I'm going to waste my shotgun to blast this tree down so I can cross this crevasse, which is all right. But then, okay, then my plan is to throw rocks at people? What the fuck is that? I mean, you killed one of them, so I guess good job. But, like, that... He killed the one that maybe not. Maybe that probably would have hopefully killed his father when he had a, when he was pushed to it. But he also did say, uh, "I'll help you kill this guy." Which we both thought this was just so they wouldn't kill him. Yeah, they just killed the other guy. Yeah, but also it was if he's gonna kill him, it's out of survival because Ice T captured captured him, captured up. Do you even know his character's actual name was in the movie? It was John, okay. which is fitting that his name is John in real life. Yeah, but yeah, his character's name was John. All right, so John, the Texas cowboy, John Griffin, an oil tycoon. Oh, that makes oh, sense. Oh, here's here's some here's some backgrounds for these characters, which I don't know where these come from, but they're on Wikipedia. So Rucker Howard's character was a businessman. Saying they just say Cole is a businessman too, but then he said something about them being the CIA. So it was weird. But then, um, Wolf Wolf Senior, Derek Wolf Senior, was a Wall Street executive. This is awesome. I don't know. They never mentioned these things. They so did. These are where this. It was probably like this, it's so. probably in like the script. Like the character, the actors got their stuff. And this is who this character is. So he knows motivation. Yeah. Which doesn't matter because it doesn't come across. But it's things to know in the background. It is rich fucks government. The government business oil. Yeah, but the thing is, like, even though he's like an oil tycoon, the reason John uh, John McGinley's character was there. Well, it seemed like he, he knew them and had done it before. Because he's like, I'm done. I'm, just, I'm not doing this anymore. He's hunted before. But, like, he was also out there because he was grieving the murder of his dog. It sounds like that had just happened. But he was. Yeah. I think he was still killing people before that. But, yeah, but, but it was like this fucked up thing of, like, you know, an unknown, like, person, maybe homeless. He, they never said. I kind of wish they would have been like, oh, a homeless guy killed my daughter. Right. So then it would make more sense where he's, when he's like, it could have been you. Where he's just like... Oh, all homeless people are just pieces of shit. You know you can make this movie right now and have, instead of a homeless person, have him be an undocumented American. Legal immigrant. Yeah. Catch him. Go to hunt him. That's supposed to be here anyways. 
You know how many people watching the movie would be like, yeah, kill him. If you make it to the border, you live. And then he gets to the border, and there's a big fucking wall, and he can't get out, and he dies. Nope, it's... They really don't kill anybody. It's just a way to get people to cross the back over the border. <laughs> that's the spin. That's the twist of the movie. It just gets people to leave? Yeah. And, like, you can do this in, like, in a community? So just a bunch of rich white guys in a suburban... Oh, yeah, it's just every town along the border is doing this. They've all signed up. Well, here's, like, a future movie. Here's, like, a Running Man-type future shit right now. Running Man takes place in 2017. That's fine. What does Blade Runner take place? Doesn't that take place in, like, 2019? What? Blade Runner. Uh, I thought it was too close. Something like that. The new one's called Blade Runner 2049. I don't know how much time it's supposed to be. Past. Yeah, just look up one Blade Runner. Which I need to watch again. It's been forever. It's a great which cut. <laughs> that's that's true. That's probably why I haven't done it in a while. I haven't made a decision which one to watch. <laughs> I don't know which, which what movie re- am I gonna watch? The, the director's cut, the final cut, the final final cut, or look up reviews, see uh, if there's a consensus on the best one. It does take one. place in 2019. So that's in two years. Little robot people running around. That's coming anyways. Just wait. All you have to do is interject some kind of sentience to the internet, and then it's done. It's all over. So. But uh, I, anyways, back to some surviving the game. Uh, overall, I, I like this movie. I I I wanted want to say that I think other than Gary Busey giving that speech in the beginning, I think that John C. McGinley's character is like one of the best characters in the movie. Yeah, it's good. He's fucking psychotic when he's staring at Ice T in like the beginning he's at the just dinner table. Staring at it him. is creepy as fuck. It's, it's like very serious when he's like, he's like trust me, the carrots. Yeah, his, char- his character character kind of loosens up after that and gets a little more zany. Like, in the yeah. beginning, he's real scary. Yeah, and then he's like, I saw him, and he's getting all crazy. He's got right? asthma, too, which you find out. Yeah, which is... Just like didn't a, really play into the character that much. Well, it, it played. It mattered because it gave Ice-T a moment to show humanity, because he gave him back. He gave him his yeah, inhaler. True, true. So, like, that, there's a payoff for that. Yeah. I mean, it adds to that. True. So, not useless, but, like, kind of different. Right. Because anybody else should just... If you kidnap a guy who's trying to kill you, you just blow his fucking head off and be done with it. Right. Like, you're done now. Bye. Yeah. Game over. You lose. So. But, uh, I, I like... I think... I haven't seen this movie uh, in a long time. I, I, I've only ever seen part of the movie, and it was, like, a long time ago on TNT one night watching it, and it was like, what the fuck is this movie? But it was, like, super late, and I fell asleep, because I definitely don't remember the ending of this movie. Yeah, I give it a C-. minus. And Oh, we forgot to mention, too, you give it a C-. minus. I'm, I'm just kidding. Oh, I don't. I mean, that's your opinion. Uh, Thank you for we, your respect. We, we but for, I do enjoy we, the movie. We forgot to mention the death of Charles Dutton, Cole. Yeah, it's like one of the best parts. Blown up on a on a four wheeler. Yeah, because what does Ice T do? Ice T puts like the ignition. Yeah, it's like the cable. Cable into his gas tank, and it blows up. But it doesn't blow him up entirely. His legs are just blown up, and he's just like laughing and like dying and. And Rucker Howard puts him out of his misery. It's in really, a weird way. He in makes, a really weird way. He makes his hands look like guns, and then yeah. he pushes him up into his skull, like from his jaw into his neck. Yeah, it was weird. Why didn't he just shoot? Him? What if he would have pulled so much quicker? What if he would have pulled his fingers? Well, because because they'd like to kill. He got to kill someone. At first, I thought he was gonna gouge his eyeballs out. <laughs> I was like, "That's a fucked up thing to do to your what friend." If, what if he would have went in like to his jaw to ki- to kill him? Like he pushed into his neck, and you saw his hands that are covered in blood. Like, he just went all the way in. Yeah. I guess maybe it was, like, a way so he could, like, peacefully go to sleep because it was his friend. And he got to kill him with his hands. Yeah. Because they like murder. Yeah. I mean, they're not just... They're killing because they're killers. Yeah. And Gary Busey, he, he burned in a fire. That's the quote for the movie, by the way. They're killer killing uh, because they're killers. What's his face? Wolf Sr., his neck got broke. 
Yeah. And Mason. then at the end, Mason, uh, Rucker Howard's character does escape, and it must take three days to walk back from this place to Seattle because they walk because Ice T ends up tracking Rucker Howard down as he's like you know he's dying his beard like we said earlier, and he is trying to escape, and Ice T like hunt like tracks him down, acts like oh you know he's gonna shoot him and he doesn't he's like you know you know what like I'm above this I'm not gonna shoot you, Rucker Howard. Sees a bullet on the ground, puts it back in the gun. Ice T's tampered with the gun, and uh, yeah, he leaves leaves some shit inside the gun, so it yeah. backfires on him and blows blows him up. up. And that's how it ends. What did he say to him at the end? It was some sort of absurd line. Well, because in the beginning, um, Hank, the homeless guy who owned Mingo, and uh, Ice T were were um, looking for food, and they find a gun. And Ice T's like, "This is a gun." And then Hank is like, let me see this. Because he was Hank had a veteran's hat on. He was fought in a war. Um, so then he takes the gun out and he yells at Ice-T, like, don't point it at me. You always check the chamber. Oh, so yeah. So then at the end, yeah. Ice-T told... Always check the chamber. You always check the chamber. Uh, one thing we forgot to mention in the, in the beginning is when Hank, the old homeless man who dies, and uh, Mason, they go to steal some meat from this, like, butcher shop or meat factory place yeah, or something. Yeah. There's like a crazy security guard. Yeah, he's real intense. Who like starts beating them up and he says like, someone's gonna die tonight. Which is that what a security like, guard should say. No, it was fucking insane. It was intense. And you didn't know because like, yeah, that didn't, there was no reason he had to be that crazy. No, he didn't have to be that crazy at all. And another quote I really liked was when uh, John C. McGinley gets really pissed off at Ice-T at one point because he's trying to get to know him and talk to him or something. And then he said, like, something asked him, what, does he have a family? And he's like, no, I don't have a family. I killed my... He's yeah, like, exactly. I had a no, wife like, and daughter, and I, I killed him. I killed my and family. And he, like, flips out, because obviously, like, his daughter just died, but you didn't know this, so it's kind of weird why he's flipping out, and you learn about it. But then I think it was Rucker Hauer, Hauer asks, like, how did you feel after you did that, after you yeah. killed your wife and kids? And he says, I fucking came in my... He goes, I came in my fucking pants. Yeah. It's a good answer to that question. It's, it's so just a big fuck you. It's just a big fuck you. But you realize, like, he feels like he blames himself for the death of his family because right. they burned in a condemned building that they were living in because they couldn't afford to well, live anywhere else. Well, because obviously he didn't feel good about his family dying. Right. And these guys, how do you feel? Just like, fuck you, but no, he has to give this elaborate description. Yeah, I came in my fucking pants. Yeah, I know what you said. It's so good. I know what he said. But yeah, I, and this movie's ridiculous. It's, uh, it's not slow. It's pretty much going the whole time. It is. And uh, it's, I mean, it's just a fun, silly. I'm sure one day it'll get like a Shout Factory, Scream Factory re release on Blu ray. I feel like it can't just live forever on DVD or discontinued on DVD or something like that. Like, Ice T is still like somebody who's like popular. He makes music still. He is on Law and Order. He rules. He's, uh, so I feel like. He's, there's enough people in this movie to justify it. And yeah, Gary Busey, Rutger Howard, John McGinley. Like, there's there's plenty of movie, plenty of people in this movie to justify it, some sort of a legitimate release for this. So, uh, but yeah, uh, I'm sure it's on in full on YouTube or something like that. So, if you haven't seen Surviving the Game from 1994, check it out. It was pretty uh, pretty sweet, and ridiculous. Next week, we have uh, we're on the verge. It's, it's no, we're on the road. We're on the road to the ultimate thrill ride, which is. That's I, the tagline. They every time they say lot. it, I think about Action Pack Thrill Ride. Every time. <laughs> so they, every the, time. the ultimate thrill ride is almost upon us. That is WrestleMania. 
And in like the spirit of WrestleMania, we're gonna watch uh, a few movies with some wrestlers in it. Because you know what? What are good movies? Movies with wrestlers in them. Sometimes they are. What about The Rock? Ignore everyone with The Rock in it. There's some good ones with Hulk Hogan, Suburban Commando. Okay. Rocky Three. Okay. Look at look at the pool of wrestlers who have made movies. I understand. Look at how many. Oh, Guardians of the Galaxy oh, is pretty good too, right? I already know what we should do after River of Darkness. I already know what we should do after River oh of Darkness. God. It's really asleep. I already know the movie. What is it? I'll, I'll, we'll keep that a surprise. What do you mean but, keep it a surprise? But what I did mention just now, which I could take out. What? But since it is the season uh, of WrestleMania season, we're going to watch a movie from 2011 starring... Soon to be WWE Hall of Famer Kurt Angle. Yeah. Former WWE WCW superstar Psycho Sid, Sid Vicious. WWE Hall of Famer Kevin Nash. And part of the Wolf Pack. The movie is called River of Darkness. You can find it on Amazon Prime Video. And what you do and in full on YouTube. What you do is you look at the image of Kurt Angle. On the yes, cover. you look at the poster and see how movie photoshopped it is. But the poster, the creature in the background of the poster looks like it might be cool once you see the trailer you know that shit's not happening so uh so it'll be interesting it's on the it's on the same lines of like the swamp ape style that that style of uh, i don't know if it's gonna be good filmmaking. i don't know if it's gonna be good as swamp ape no it probably won't be good as good as swamp ape but it's on this on that same like hashtag swamp ape same line of uh that so next week on be moving breakdown river of darkness from 2011 I'm Corey. Yep. That's Nick. Come back next week for more of the best of the worst. It's the best of the worst.